Star jump sequence terminates, Captain. Get the gravitational dampers online and open the blast aye, shield. Aye, sir. Bring us in closer. Aye, aye, sir. Moving us in on sublight drive. Extreme magnification. Nice. The center of the galaxy. And there's our black hole. The experience of a lifetime, Captain. Let me put this on audio. You should be able to hear the magnetic resonance. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. The edge of time and space where the impossible can happen. Welcome to the event horizon. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever is relevant for the part of the world you are in. Indeed, welcome to the Event Horizon, where the impossible happens. Join us each week at this time as we delve into the worlds of science fiction, fantasy, and science fact in all their forms. I am your host, Gene Turnbow. And I am your other host, Susan Fox. And with us is the author of... A rather unique book. It's called A Geek's Guide to Cross-Stitch, Journeys in Space. Welcome to the show, Clarissa Thorne. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. This is this is kind of a first. I don't think we've ever interviewed anyone who's done <laughs> a, uh, a, a cross-stitch book before. Uh, but this one is themed very much along our interests. <laughs> Because uh, we, we both love costuming and, and, and sewing and things, so, you know, this this is generally in our wheelhouse. I used to do a lot of cross-stitch about 20 years ago when my eyes were younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't even know how often I hear that. Usually when I say the word cross-stitch to someone or they see what I do, I get a response of, oh, I used to do that 15 or 20 or 30 years ago, or my grandmother, you know, used to cross stitch and I would do it a little bit with her. And, you know, it's time for a revival now, I think. I think it's about time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A surprising number of, of, uh, of my fan, my friends, my fans, fan <laughs> friends. my fan <laughs> friends, uh, over the years have been into cross stitch and there really hasn't been all that much for the geek community out there. No, and that's kind of probably the biggest reason why I'm doing what I'm doing and I have I have been interested in and wanted to do this book and and thankfully have this book now is that I want to find things to stitch, designs, patterns that fit my interests and my interests are geek universe, uh science nerd, all of those kinds of things. And they're, they're very specific. And when you go out into the crafting world, you go to your local craft store, they're not catering to people with very specific interests like that. Um, so that's why I wanted this. Yeah, they're, they're certainly not. And your book is full of, I, I thought it might be full of something like, um, I don't know, Star Wars or Star Trek or something like that. <laughs> oh, you, that but would be, that would be very expensive to license, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, if you were doing that specifically, but I think probably what Gene is getting at is that he was expecting something more sci-fi and, um, imaginative. Well, no, I don't want to say imaginative. I think my book's very imaginative, I think so too. <laughs> but, oh, absolutely. but it is, it is very much more centric about what we're actually doing, actual space program kinds of things. So it's, it's, um, um, 
astronauts and spacesuits mm-hmm. and, rocket, well, and rocket ships and all of that uh, that stuff that all got us interested in science fiction in the first place. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. I would I would do that in a heartbeat. In fact, there's, I believe there's uh, an astronaut up there now or, or has recently come back who is a quilter and, and she did a quilt up there. Like right. I know they put, I w- and I would die. I mean, I can't even imagine that would be, you know, like the bucket list of all, you know, ambitious things to have. Can you imagine putting together a quilting project that they send to the International Space Station for astronauts to work on? That would be amazing. That's, um, that would be awesome. <laughs> I need to put together just a little cross-stitch kit and see if I can't mm-hmm. talk someone into to, you know, launching it off. So it's not just patterns. The first, about the first third of the book seems to be teaching people what cross-stitch is and, and the basics of, of, uh, of the mechanics of how to do it. I was about to yeah. ask what skill level we were looking at here, and you can just walk in off the street and yeah, if and this. Yeah, this. if this is your first cross-stitch book, you'll be fine. Yeah, I certainly hope so. That was my intention to make this a both have designs that were challenging and would take people, you know, a a length of time to do, but also for the person who hasn't done it in 20 years or who has never picked up a needle and thread before, just for them to be able to open up my book. And and that's, again, why I like cross stitch so much. It is such an easy entry level form of needlework and embroidery you the the materials are easy to understand they're easy to access and the skills that you need to learn the stitches that you learn to utilize in the projects are very quick and easy to to pick up mm-hmm. so i'm hoping it it is very much a book that is good for beginners through you know kind of intermediate and i've got a few things that i throw in there that i classify as being a bit more difficult, but not in a lot of quantity. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to overwhelm people or, or, you know, keep them stitching on a project for six months. It's so. achievable, you know, it's something yeah. get, you could aspire to and not get freaked out by. Yeah, I want people to sit down with my book and go through and want to do all of the patterns in the book and not get overwhelmed by anything. I want them to sit with their stitching in front of their, their TV set or you know, while they're watching Apollo 13 or something there we go. and be, you know, have an opportunity to just sit and do something that's relaxing and fulfilling and of interest to them. Hopefully. I often say that this, this is better than a fidget spinner because when you're done, you have something to show for it. You do. Yes. <laughs> and you're stabbing, you know, I've heard a lot of people describe cross stitches, you know, the ability to stab something over and over and over again, which I find therapeutic. So <laughs> As long as it's not your fingers. That was my, exactly. that was always yeah. my oh, problem. Come on. If you haven't put some blood into the project, you haven't properly finished it. I hope there's not a lot of bloodletting. In cross stitch where with a blunt needle, you'd really have to work at it. Yeah, you, you really would probably. I don't know. I think I've, I could accomplish that every once in a while. So. Yeah, anyway. I used to do embroidery. You know, I, mm-hmm. would, I would embroider my, when I was back in, um, I guess junior high, high, school? high school, yeah, junior high, yeah. Uh, junior high to the first first couple of years of high school, I used to do it, and uh, I used to. That was not 
a blunt needle. <laughs> that was not. <laughs> well, no. that was not cross stitch. No, that was but that was that, right. that was satin stitch, and you but, were making a, right. a, a Spider Man outfit. That, yeah, that's one of the things I did. I, I, uh, I it, oh wow, I, yeah. I was one of the first guys to make a Spider Man costume for you know for wear at the conventions. And I'm, now you can you can buy them off off of uh, you can buy them online. And yeah. Print it to the the style you want, and uh, <laughs> uh, you get the fabric, and you cut it out, and you sew the thing up. But mm. back then, there wasn't anything like that, and uh, uh, the webbing lines were a particular problem. So right. I, I figured that if I wanted something that was actually going to stay on and not peel off, it was going to have to be sewn on. So I hand embroidered all the webbing. Oh, that's dedication! On the entire costume. It took months. It looked brilliant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it did. <laughs> I still have the suit. It does not fit me anymore, though. Well, you're also not 17 anymore. That's true. <laughs> I think I weigh 100 pounds more. No, uh, 80, 80 pounds more than I did when I made the suit. So there's yeah. no there's no way. Yeah. That's kind of how, you know, I started just in crafting as well about, well, I, I don't even have to guess how much time has passed since I started looking for, you know, something kind of creative with my hands to do. It was when my son was born 12 years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really out of a, a desire to find something that was just kind of my own. It would be relaxing. I would be learning to do something with my hands, but also create things that I love. Um, and, you know, very quickly found that there, what, like you said, Jean, there's not a lot of stuff out there that was really, you know, I started to produce embroidery projects and I thought, oh my goodness, if I'm going to do this, I want it to be about something that I am really interested in and I really love and want to hang on the walls of my home. Um, so, you know, that very quickly devolved into my making my own designs. So, and that's often how really great stuff gets made. The, some creative person looks around because they, and they're looking for something that they really want to see or read or have, and they can't find it. So they say, screw it. I'm going to make it myself. I'm going to do it. Yeah, do it exactly. Myself. And you exactly. did. And now there's this book. Uh, and the title, the title is again, the uh, A Geek's Guide to Cross-Stitch Journeys in Space. It's from Fanbase Press. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get it from fanbasepress.com. Um, I presume it's on Amazon as well. I believe it will be. Um, I'm not exactly sure what release date it will be on Amazon, but I know if, mm -hmm. if folks go to the Fanbase Press website, they'll get all of that information information there so well yeah. if people go to the fan base press uh, website they they will find all kinds of marvelous things there's, oh yes they will there's also a uh, um a pre-order link uh it's at uh, ecreator.com fanboycomics.ecreator.com and then there's a complicated url that i won't read i assume you could there's a search <laughs> engine on the website once you get there yeah. well, well and it, i think we'll you put can it also in a... just go to geeksguidetocrossstitch.com Oh, that works. GeeksGuideToCrossStitch.com. That's great. Mm -hmm. And there's also a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Stitch with no apostrophe. And that will get you there. And the, the Twitter handle is gg2crossstitch. Yes. And um, so how did you get from, oh, I'm I'm just having fun making these patterns to, by golly, this would make a great book. <laughs> Um, 
I, you know, I think all along from the very beginning, I, I wanted to find a book like this for myself, I think was the biggest, um, inspiration for me. Um, and as I was creating designs, which I do, I have an Etsy store that is unexpected hobby. Um, and you can go there and find a, a pantheon of, of geeky cross stitch designs that cover everything from, um, well, just pretty much all of the, the fandoms that I have, whether they're movies or superheroes, web comics, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, it, it was always in the back of my head wanting to do a book that people could work from and do multiple projects. Those, that's my favorite, uh, cross stitch designs have always come from people's books where people have put thought and, um, taken some time to put together a theme of multiple patterns that you can work on. Um, and it, you know, it didn't take me very long to come to the realization that the space exploration, uh, was the, the right first theme for me to tackle in that regard. So the book is beautifully laid out and beautifully illustrated. Uh, how much of that was you and how much of that was your production team? So little of that was me. We had a wonderful formatter who has worked with Fanbase Press for quite a while. Um, his name is Oceano Ransford, and he is just absolutely wonderful. He's he's done a number of uh, comic book, graphic novel uh, projects with Fanbase Press. Um, so I believe I'm I'm not quoting him um, incorrectly to say that this was the first book of this kind, uh, you know, a craft book, a non-graphic novel kind mm-hmm. of book for him to work on. Um, and it was a challenge for both he and I. Um, a lot of the, the layout ideas were, you know, kind of just joint ideas between myself and Oceano and uh, Barbara and Bryant Dillon, a fan base press, you know, kind of just sitting in a room and trying to figure out how to do this craft book thing, which is, it was the first time for all of us. Um, and I couldn't be happier with how it, it, it turned out. We wanted to do, you know, that kind of retro, you know, vintage sci-fi book cover feel and, and carry that, that feeling through, throughout the book. And, you know, Oceano just really, did such a great job on it. So, and this is this is one of those books that will have really, really broad appeal. This is going to go way beyond their uh, the the usual comic book niche uh, that fan base press is known for. Yeah, yeah, I, I mundane, hope so. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mundane aunties who who have a kid who's into space will want it. You know, it's it's not going to be uh, fans by all fans by any means. Right. Well, and, and part of the reason why I talked to Fanbase Press about this was that I also didn't want this to just be a book that landed in the crafting community at a craft store. I wanted, um, my, my husband's been involved for years in going to, um, comic book conventions. He's an artist, um, himself. And I, so I kind of, you know, I knew that world and I, I wanted there to be something that when you're walking in a comic book convention, you come across and it's not just your, it's a new thing. Um, when I'm there selling my cross stitch kits, the reaction I get a frequent reaction I get is, Oh, this is, this is a DIY thing. This is something I can make myself. Um, and people don't, come across that very frequently right so i mean I, there's some overpriced kind of overlap. yeah there's there's a lot of overpriced handcrafts at these things but yeah. not not much instruction 
yeah, finished products. And, and I, I think I'm all about encouraging people to be creative at whatever level they want to be creative at. It doesn't, you know, a lot of people, I think, seem to assume that they have to have some sort of, uh, you know, inbred talent, like a diamond that they're going to chip away at and just find overnight one day. I want people who are geeks and who love things and are excited about, about things to just express that in small creative ways as well. And if this book encourages people to step out and do that, that, that meets my goals. You yes. can make anything out of one of these pictures. You know, you can make a hat, a brooch, a pterodactyl. <laughs> no, not a pterodactyl, but that's another book. <laughs> there that we go. A book. dinosaur book. Prostitch dinosaurs. Oh, yes. Dinosaurs. There oh, you go. That would be great, too. That that could be your next one, maybe. Well, the, I was about to say this. the The title also implies that there will be more books. And... Oh, I yeah, that is a very uh, purposeful implication, mm. <laughs> and I I dearly hope that there are more books. I I have a, uh, uh, you know, dinosaurs would be a great idea. I've had kind of a horror monster zombie. Mm-hmm blood spatter kind of thing in the back of my head for a while. So we might go there next. I don't know. Horror but yeah, it's, I, I think there's a lot of different themes to work with here. That's so. awesome. What an awesome idea. Horror zombie cross stitch. You know, it's Igor, the- we do not use a r- red thread on a green monster. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's you know, it feels kind of subversive at times too to really sit down and say, you know what, I'm going to put something together that just caters to this one niche thing that I love and I'm not um I'm not going to spend much time being concerned about whether it appeals to everyone, although I think these kinds of themes appeal to more people than than we expect too so i i think your book has a potential of selling hundreds of thousands of copies <laughs> just oh i my really goodness. do <laughs> oh my so goodness wouldn't so that t- be amazing so read from a from yeah. the table of contents if you'd be so kind my dear well i i don't have i don't have the thing uh, oh i thought uh, you had it with you I'm no I, oh, that's i'm a, afraid yeah, I, I don't i think i can flip to it really quickly in my little version that i have here um So, yeah, like you said, about a third of the book is instructions, and we cover everything from the tools that you need to the stitches um, that you need to learn, um, how to start and finish the pattern, um, additional tips. Um, Then the the patterns themselves, um, uh, the first one is called Countdown and is kind of an homage to the space shuttle program that... We don't have any more. Um, mm-hmm. I have an, a spacewalker who is an astronaut. I, I get pay homage as well to quite a few NASA missions, um, Juno, New Horizons, um, Mars Curiosity. Goodness, I'm trying to. And one or two fanciful designs, you know, like uh, yeah. uh, children's books representations of spaceships and things like that. Yeah, exactly. I have a design that is really kind of my thought about how the next generation is probably going to be the generation that hopefully goes to Mars. So it's a school bus full of children who uh, that says, next stop Mars, because who knows, they might literally be going there. Um, I have a design with a fanciful, multi-tentacled alien life form um, that 
kind of gives, you know, a, a thought to the idea that there maybe there's intelligent life out there that's looking for us, um, not just us looking for them. Um, yeah, I can see, you yeah, know, this creature landing on Earth and, and, and uh, the human walking up to it and saying, <laughs> I, I'd ask you for help, but I can see you're already occupied. <laughs> that <laughs> sorry, was excellent. Sorry. Well done, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. and, the, and the designs range from larger designs that you can hang on the wall i have a number of much smaller designs that some of them are about an inch square because there's a lot uh -huh. of products out there um, at your local craft store that you can buy to put cross stitch designs in necklace pendants bookmarks um mm -hmm. A, a wide number of things that hopefully a lot of these smaller designs will work for as well. So it's not just something that you have to find space on your, on your wall um, to, to hang. You can wear your designs. You can, whatever you want to do with them. Yeah. It's like what Susan was just saying a, a couple of minutes ago. There are all sorts of things that you can do with cross stitch other than. You can put it on your clothes. You can put it exactly. on your kid. You know, I've, I've, I know a NASA scientist with a kid and I, now I want to make her a jacket with like a school bus on the back, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. That would be really great. And you know, I don't spend a lot of time in the book trying to outline every possible, you know, finished product or thing that you can do. And I certainly want people and encourage people to go out there. We have an infinite resource, especially on YouTube these days. If you just type in the words, how to cross stitch or what to do with my cross stitch project project, you're going to find dozens and dozens and dozens of really great tutorials and many more ideas than, than could just crop up out of my head by itself. So, so you've been a science fiction fan for a lot of years, I guess. I have, I have. And I, you know, I, I call myself, I think the best word, you know, I, I use the, the phrase um, space nerd quite a bit. <laughs> I am definitely a space exploration enthusiast. Um, I, I couldn't answer any questions about astrophysics, I don't think. But, uh, you know, I don't need to either. Um, I, I think it's, I, and hopefully this kind of book also encourages people to just enjoy and express how much they are a fan of and in support of space exploration as well. Um, but yes, I've, I've been, I, it, it probably is next to um, books about the apocalypse, which that's a whole separate story. That may be another theme for a different cross stitch book as well um, someday. But next to that science fiction is definitely at the top of my list. So you could, you could do an alien worlds cross stitch, oh, you know, viewpoints, yeah. Uh, uh, there, green the, the skies and five uh -huh. suns and three moons. You know, like like all the the uh, Chesley Bonestell paintings. You know, if, oh, you're, yeah. if you're a space nerd, you know about Chesley Bonestell. With you know Saturn rising and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and the, there's some really great the the current. I can't remember his name, but the current kind of artist in residence uh, with JPL, I think, who's doing a series of representations of what some of the the exoplanets, like the Trappist system. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are some fascinating things. Trappist 9 is just the most bizarre. <laughs> just, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and how great it is it that that's just not, that's not just an environment that somebody is coming up 
purely out of their imagination anymore, but we actually understand and kind of know what some of these places look like and yeah, well, and, that's and amazing for, to me. For those who are listening, Trappist is a uh, a star system where God, I hope I've got this right. Trappist <laughs> is a star system where I think it has nine system, nine, nine planets, planets, out mm-hmm. of which four are in the Goldilocks zone. Yeah, they're just right. They're not too hot. They're not too mm-hmm. cold. We could go and visit there, and and. Maybe it, not die. It, yeah, it's conceivable that at least one of those would support human life if we, if we yeah. could figure out how to get there. But to f- to find one star system with four planets like that, all in all on a row, you it's, know, all yeah, within all within a few million miles of each other. Oh my god! Yeah, it's so exciting. So yeah, absolutely, all of that. Um, yeah, you know, kind of coming back to science fiction. Um, I've been talking about all year uh, a book series. I don't know. If uh, you've heard of by an author named Becky Chambers. The it's the Wayfarers series. So the first book is a long way to a small angry planet, and there are two others after it. Then I have heard of it, but I have not uh-huh. read it yet. We yeah, look her up. Yeah, it, that's it. It was really unique. Um, it's a unique, unique series. It is. It is very heavily weighted on character development and character interactions. And Becky Chambers is trying to create this universe where uh, humans and a very diverse selection of non-human characters work together and kind of figure out a way to to be nice to each other. I don't know how else to better explain that, I guess. It was, it's a really delightful series. Well, That's my latest thing. It's, it's, uh, it follows the, the, uh, the 12 guys in a submarine trope. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you put a bunch of people in, in, in a locked, in a locked room, you know, in a very right. confined space and they must learn to get along with each other or kill each other. One of the two outcomes is going to happen. Yeah. And, and this is weighted much more heavily to the learn to get along with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really explores some very interesting um, themes around diversity, and it, it's just a fascinating series. I've, I really, I really dug all of those books so far. So it's a recommendation I have. So what was the? You're not the only one. She's. I see. She's got a Hugo nomination under her belt. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and I think okay. an Arthur C. Clarke nomination mm-hmm. as well. So. Yeah, we uh, we probably shouldn't be talking to her soon. Well, we can do Tor books. <laughs> yep. Let's. Yeah, she's she's with Tor, and we we have uh, we have good we have a good con- relationship with Tor books. So yeah, absolutely. That would be that would be a highlight. great interview. Mm-hmm. So, what was the first science fiction book you ever read? Do you remember? Oh my goodness, that is a really. It has to be Ray Bradbury. It's probably The Martian Chronicles. Me too. Uh, I think it, it has to be because I started with Bradbury in elementary school, junior high. Um, yeah, that has to be. Yeah, my, what an amazing fellow he was. Yeah, oh yes. Uh, oh, he, yeah. well, absolutely, it, it, absolutely. I, I he's great with that. kids. Great with anybody. He could just relate to anybody and talk to them. Yeah, it, I went to college in Orange County and he was very frequently in and around our campus and, and doing, um, little speaking events and signings. And so I had the opportunity to, to listen to him talk quite a few times and it, that was delightful. 
I was at an event at the Simi Valley Library, uh, I think in 2009. And it was, mm-hmm. this was, uh, I think eight months before he, he passed away, uh, unfortunately, but I did get to meet him and thank him for a lifetime of inspiration. And it yeah. was, and you uh, sketched a picture of him. And I drew a picture of him. Oh, and what a he, great opportunity! Yeah, I, I, yeah, I sketched a, I sketched a picture of him. I said, I, I drew this of you. I hope it's okay. And he took it and he looked at it and he wrote in the corner A plus, <laughs> and he <laughs> handed it back. Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> I love that story. That's better yeah. than a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. So. Um, what do you have planned for the next book or do you have, are you thinking that far ahead yet? I, I am. And like I said, I think I'm, I'm going to dip into the horror yeah. genre. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at monsters and zombies. Monsters I, my and zombies. husband does sketch cards and, uh, quite a few other things. Um, uh, but he, his, uh, his forte, his, his central interest in drawing is zombies. So oh, it well. seems would be it would be a little bit remiss of me to not take a full advantage of that, you know, artistic influence. Absolutely, should be you know exactly. green people with bits falling off and brains, oh, like yeah. a brain hat. So you know, yeah, so monsters, <laughs> monsters and zombies and and all the scary things. Well, that could be a lot of fun, you know, because you've got your your art department right there in the same house with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Does I, he draw for you it. or uh for I'm your sorry? book? Does he draw for your books or He hasn't yet. Um but he will. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can, Absolutely. Now I'm inspired to make, you know, like little chokers, we, you know, sometimes with a with a Frankenstein stitch, you know, stitch on oh, them yeah. or or maybe uh uh fang marks. You yeah, know, I think that Frankenstein stitch is actually one of the example stitches you show in uh, the uh, the earlier <laughs> chapters in your book. Oh, that's funny. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, there, there's that an example of that. Um, yeah, well, and I just like the idea of doing a book design that incorporates blood spatter and mayhem. Oh, then that's you need a lot of little red French knots, you know, <laughs> splattery oh, bits. Um, and, yeah. and it's, I think the timing is right for it too. I think we are seeing, and I, I've been uh, noticing this uh, because, you know, we publish news on our website every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have been seeing more and more interest in horror movies, especially the classic ones. Yeah, I think so. And I think with, with streaming service, um, you know, you have so many options out there, Netflix, Amazon, all of these places. I think it's really helping lead to, you know, just kind of a resurgence in the, the B, uh, horror movie as well. And I, I, you know, there, there are just so many well crafted and well written ones out there. Oh, not the attack of the mushroom like, people then. <laughs> the creeping terror. Uh, yeah. Anyway, be careful of the blob. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Don't you be dissing the blob. Yeah, that was that's that would be kind of a cheat, though. You know, here here's something that's intended to look like a blob. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd do a lot of that then. Yeah, yeah, it's the blob. It's going to take very little design effort or a lot of design effort. <laughs> no, no <laughs> middle ground there. One of the t- yeah, exactly. When are when it, when does this book actually go into release? When is when when's the first day? 
our book release date is the 22nd, um, which is next week, mm-hmm. so soon. Uh, we have a book signing event, like we mentioned, um, at the Michaels in Studio City. Um, and that's Studio and, City, I, California, for those so, yes, California, listening exactly. on other continents. Um, which is on the 24th, next Wednesday. Um, yeah, but you, you can certainly go to the, the Fanbase Press website or geeksguidetocrossstitch.com right now and still pre-order as well. So, I predict that this is going to be one of those runaway hits. I think, I think Fanbase Press is going to be absolutely jaw-drop astonished at how well this book does. Their their well, comic book authors are going to be a little miffed, but fine, <laughs> they can make some things. Yeah, but well, I, uh, you I know, I love that sentiment, and I certainly, I certainly hope that, and I, I hope it for fanbase press as well. They, I could not, I cannot say nice enough things about working with fanbase press. They are just the hardest working supporters of independent creative types like myself who have really weird ideas about some little book they want to do. Um, they are just phenomenal. Yeah, Barbara, uh, Barbara Dillon in particular is oh, yes. a dynamo. Oh, <laughs> Fanbase Press would not be there if not for her. She, she is. She is a, fa- a fairy godmother in the in person in the flesh, combined with the force of nature. I mean, yep, she is yep. just. If there's something that needs doing, you aim her at it and let her go, and you you absolutely do not get in her way, because she will she will yeah. lawn mow you. <laughs> if there was a lion in the way, there'd be footprints in the fur. Yep. I told her that her efficiency and focus on getting things done is like the eye of Sauron turning on. Yes. Yes. It is. It's just like that. That's exactly what she's like. Yeah. Well, I can, I can absolutely attest to the fact that at several points during the creation of this book, when it seemed to be very overwhelming and, you know, I've never, none of us have ever done this before. I certainly have not done a book like this before. Um, it was Barbara and Bryant's kind of constant reassurance of, oh, you've got this. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's all going to come out okay. And yeah, it did. Uh, it yeah. And me. looking at the, uh, looking at the advanced copy. Yeah. It did come out fine. Oh, <laughs> oh you're going to do so well with this. This is going to be so magnificent. Happy. You know, you could take some of these patterns and do other things with them. I mean, it's a charted pattern. Oh. You can make it little. You can make it big. You could use beads. You know, because that's all, oh, yeah. all in a grid pattern. Too. Well, and if you're if you're new to cross stitch, one of the things that I noted about it, which I figured out from reading your book, uh, is that uh, the little squares all have these little numbers and color codes, and they oh, refer yeah. to specific numbers of colored floss by a specific manufacturer. Yeah, it, it's all very ma- mathematical in its layout of how mm-hmm. to produce the the design. Um, but at the same time, it's very flexible. Like you're saying, it's you know you can you can do them. You can get material to work on that's smaller or bigger. Um, in a lot of cases, I I show the design on one color of material, but also talk about how it would look really great on black as opposed to white or mm-hmm. or whatever you want to do with it. It's it's really really flexible. Yeah, I was surprised so. to find out that they actually sell black cross stitch mesh. Oh yeah. Well, you can get you can get the Ida material, which is the name of that particular uh-huh. like perforated material that you use for cross stitch. You can buy it online in uh, you know a dozen different colors. If you, I have a good friend right now who's working on a uh, design of Ariel from the Disney movie mm-hmm. on a really gorgeous kind of slate blue Ida material. Ooh. It should be really ocean color, shouldn't it? Oh, that's going to be beautiful. It'd be under the sea. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. So, yeah, it, it's very diverse. I think people and I, I hopefully care, um, convey that in the book um, with each of the designs. I have a section where I just kind of give tips for the design. And a lot of that is about here's some other ways you could do this. You And I encourage people. That's great. Take my design. Look at the, the floss colors I selected for it. But if you want to be creative and switch things up, go out and find other floss colors uh, to use. You want a green rocket ship? Have a green rocket ship. Exactly. No you don't have to do a, a orange and blue one like I did or whatever yeah. it is. Clarissa Thorne, thank you so uh, much for joining us on this week's episode of The Event Horizon. It has been a real pleasure having you on. The book in question is A Geek's Guide to Cross-Stitch Journeys in Space. Uh, it is aimed at the beginner, but it is uh, it is detailed enough for the advanced practitioner as well. We look very much forward to seeing it on October 22nd when it's released. We wish you the very best of luck uh, with, well, with, the, with the new it's book, and we hope to, to see many to more. Then. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed this very much. You have been listening to the 204th episode of Krypton Radio's weekly production of The Event Horizon for October 20th, 2018. Our guest today has been Clarissa Thorne, author of the new craft book from Fanbase Press called A Geek's Guide to Cross-Stitch, A Journey in Space. It's the first craft book Fanbase Press has ever produced, and you can pre-order the book right now at fanbasepress.com. The book's release date is October 22nd, so that's only two days away. Your hosts this evening were Gene Turnbow and Susan Fox. This episode will air again on October 21st, 2018 at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow afternoon. That's Sunday and two more times on the following Thursday and Saturday mornings at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. Once all of the year times have passed, you will find this episode and others on iTunes, Stitcher, and on our own website at kryptonradio.com as podcasts. Krypton Radio's listener-supported Sci-Fi Geek Culture Radio, and the vast majority of our funding comes from listeners just like you. We are asking you to visit patreon.com slash kryptonradio and donate a dollar or two a month to keep the station on the air. If everybody thinks to themselves, that's somebody else's job or somebody else will take care of it for me, then there's no station. Be a hero for everyone and go to pledge at patreon.com slash kryptonradio. The Event Horizon title sequence was written and produced by Gene Turnbow. The science officer was played by science fiction illustrator Mark Schurmeister. The engineer was Christian B. McGuire. The navigator was Christine Cherry. And the captain was voiced by science fiction grandmaster Larry Niven. This program is copyright 2018 by Krypton Media Group Incorporated. The Event Horizon on Krypton Radio. It's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi.